know, again, I was him and hawing and going back and forth on um, what I was going to do. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how that all got started. I want to uh, also give you a, a little heads up on just who I am. You know me as Chris Luckman. You see me up here maybe once a week, right? So most of you don't know who I am. Um, I'm married to a beautiful girl here, Roxanne. She's my wife. I have. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Somehow I convinced her, and look at her. She's absolutely gorgeous. I'm, I'm not sure how I did that, but she said yes. So, um, And then she gave me two beautiful babies, which I'm very happy for. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, God from the beginning... See if I, ah, cool, I just got to push it, right? There it is, cool. God from the beginning had, had his hand upon me. Um, and at Waverly Elementary School, as a youngster, a fourth and fifth grade impressionable kid, the Salvation Army is literally right next to their cafeteria. And I was at, during, doing some sort of uh, after-school program, and um, they had a little puppet show, Right? You know, I'm impressionable. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go check it out. So I went out there and checked it out and uh, got my attention. And I wasn't going to church or anything like that. Um, my parents just kind of let us do whatever. It was fine um, at the time. They weren't very religious or anything uh, at that time. And so, I, you know, going home, I seen this puppet show. They invited us, gave us a little tiny card. Um, and so I took it home and said, hey, can we go to this church? And so my parents, yes, sure, that's fine, no problem. They didn't stop us from going to church or anything like that. It was just really cool to allow my brother and I to, to go to the Salvation Army. And so um, I was at the time old enough to go to music camp. I was singing and doing that kind of stuff. And they, they said, yeah, I could go to this music camp. And that's where I, the first time I heard the gospel uh, preached and, and God had his hand on me and I was just transformed by the power of Jesus and the death on the cross and his resurrection and just knew inside that I needed a savior at, at 11 years old, right? And so that was really cool that God had his hand um, up upon me there. Now, I won't say that it's been easy from there, right? Um, the next thing that came along kind of was um, this, this here. Actually, I forgot about this part. Um, Salvation Army. I sang at this church, and this is some really cool lyrics that made a difference to me. Um, and it says, Jesus, you're the gift that the world will ever know coming down from heaven just to live your love below with all that you've done for me. The least that I can do is give all that I know of me to know all of you. Me, my gift is me, all I am and all I'll ever be. I'm not ashamed for the world to see that it's me, my gift is me. And this was a little kid, kids program that they put on. And those words were just really impactful at that young age. Um, and then it just keeps going on with, uh, of all the gifts man could give, it's nice to know that I can give his favorite gift, the one that thrills him so. And I, I, me, my gift is me, all I am, all I'll ever be. I'm not ashamed for the world to see that it's me, my gift is me. You know, that's, it was just really impactful, super cool. Yeah, thank you. So as I get older, uh, I was starting at South Albany Community Church, which is now called City Church, just down the road over here. Um, and so that's where I was uh, really kind of got connected and started getting into youth ministry. Rob Nelke was the uh, youth pastor at the time. Um, and so it was really good just to 
a good formative years to kind of learn how to play music, to teach classes about the Bible, to lead Sunday school for middle schoolers and elementary kids and even some high schoolers, be a part of their student action leadership team or SALT, because we were the salt of the earth. Um, so that was really, really fun um, and a good learning time. But as you, you, you guys know, you've been teenagers before. Sometimes you don't always act appropriately. You don't always do the things that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and so, you know, I kind of decided that I wanted to kind of move away from that a little bit. Um, and, and I did. And, but by the grace of God, he had his hand on me the whole time, was watching over me. And even through this, I decided that, uh, you know what, I'm going to go to Bible college. So that's what I did. And while I was in Bible college at Rocky Mountain College, which is in Calgary, Alberta, I decided uh, to pray probably the toughest prayer I think anybody could ever pray in their entire life. Um, at least it was impactful for me as a young man who was 20 years old, 20, 22 years old. I prayed, Jesus, if I lost everything, and you know, I'm 22, so I don't have a lot, but to me it was a lot, but if I lost everything, would you be enough? Um, I had, you know, guitars, friends, a truck, um, you know, housing, I had food, I had everything that I needed. But if I lost all of those things, would you be enough? And God answered that prayer. And it was, <laughs> it was really hard to, like, I mean, it just seems silly. My guitar was riding the Greyhound bus, and it fell over. I had it in a hard case. It fell over. It broke the neck of the guitar, the very top of the guitar, like the, where the twist tuners are. That's where it broke, of all the places, and I couldn't get it fixed, right? I played that thing all the time. I loved playing my guitar. Um, the truck, the 91 Nissan that I had, um, it, it was awesome. I drove it everywhere I could, from Montana, like nine or nine, ten times, all the way up to Calgary's, like a few times. Um, the, it, the clutch went out, and then the motor died. Like, just all of these things that I couldn't do myself. Like, that was my worldly possession, the thing that I loved the most. Um, and I needed, I wanted that, I needed that. And then friends that I thought were friends in, in college like left and didn't hang out with me and friends that I thought were friends here in Albany left and, and didn't want to be involved in my life. There were just all these other circumstantial things that uh, were happening to where um, God was removing these things that I thought were really important to me that were not so important, right? And so, you know, here I am feeling, having all these feelings and having all these things, and I decided, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go to Alaska. <laughs> so I did. I found some, a company that I would work for, and I got on a fishing boat. It took me two weeks on a fishing boat from uh, Bellingham, Washington, all the way up to Sitka, Alaska. And that was some fun and terrible because, you know, there's no showers or anything on the boat. And uh, thankfully, they went through the inlet passage, so there's not too much of open ocean. But the one time we, we did go on the open ocean, I puked my guts out because, um, you know, I don't have any sea legs for sure. Um, and so I'm, here I am in Sitka, Alaska without a house. I have nowhere to stay, but I do have a job. And by the grace of God, he allowed me to stay on a boat, someone's boat, um, and so I had a place to stay. I didn't have any food, but I did have a job, so 
I don't know if you know anything about Alaska, but everything's really expensive up there. And so uh, God provided food for me the first few days before I even actually started working and showers, which was nice. <laughs> um, so I had those things. And there was just this pastor from South Carolina. I don't even remember what denomination or who he is anymore. But he, I, I was feeling like God didn't really care and God didn't want, want me. You know, why, why would God love me? I struggled very much with why God loved me as a person. Um, so this pastor from South Carolina comes up and just uh, lays out the gospel again, and it, 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 it transformed me and told me that, that God loves me for me, no matter what. There's nothing in me that, um, that is, is, is good, but God is good and he loves you no matter what. It doesn't matter the struggles that you have. God cares for you and loves you for who you are. And that was hugely impactful for me. Um, because I, I needed to hear that, and I also needed to see that. And then he pointed out those things that I just said, like the boat, the food, um, even friends that were here. Like, um, uh, you know, those were things that I had to change my mindset about and realize that God does care for me and God does love me. Um, and so from there, it just kind of changed from, God, if I lost everything, would you be enough? To Jesus, be my everything. That's, I, I write that in my journal all the time. When I'm you know, writing out prayers or I'm doing whatever, I always end my prayers and my journaling with, Jesus, be my everything. Be everything to me. Because um, that's, that's what I need. I just need to give that to him and uh, love him. So, and that's pretty much where I'm at. You know, there's lots more things that have happened in the next few years, but, you know, my beautiful wife again and the kids and things like that, but God has just been there from the beginning. And that's who I am as a Christian right now, is I'm working towards being, uh, just loving Jesus and being about Jesus and all about Jesus because he's what it's for, why we're here today, sitting in this room. Even for those of you who are guests here, you may not know that, but Jesus loves you and wants to be with you. And, and I'm glad that you're here. So, welcome to Eastside. <laughs> um, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and I'll actually get started with the sermon portion today um, of where we're at. So, thank you for listening to my story. Heavenly Father, I just pray that, um, first of all, just thank you uh, for the lives that are changed, for changing my life, for helping me grow up and mature and be different and... Um, see different things. I just, I love you, Lord Jesus. You are good. I pray that your word would go out and that um, it would be your words, not my words today, and that we would be um, changed because of what you do, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Um, oh, this was kind of the verse that I, I, I loved at the end here. Therefore, my beloved, this is Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Therefore, my beloved, you have always obeyed. So now, not all only in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to work and to work for his good pleasure. So that was kind of like the verse that really tied it all together for me there. Okay, so here's James. James chapter 1. Here we go. Can we play that video, Titus? Is that possible? I never talked to you about that, that little blue link. Nope. Okay, perfect. That's fine, no big deal. I wasn't sure. There's just a short little video kind of outlying the very first portion of James here, and it kind of covers this. But James was uh, 
well, here I'll read it. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes in dispersion, greetings. Okay, so James is the half-brother of Jesus here. Okay, he was kind of a, not kind of, he was a pillar in the community, and he was very much um, a man that people came to. Now, this is right when, uh, in the early church era, he would have known uh, really well the Torah and all of the, basically, the Old Testament books, the prophets and things like that that have come through. And just kind of a side note, James uh, sets up his greeting a little bit different than most Paul. Paul typically uses his um, greetings and says, you know, he says thank you to Ben for being here and being faithful in Albany or, you know, someone else inside of their thing. And so um, he just kind of sets it up differently. um, And that's just kind of a little side note there for you. Verse 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and that steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, so this is your little insert if you are keeping up with those, if you like these, okay? Uh, We either run away from God or we run to Him, okay? I'll I'll go back, sorry. I'll let you write that down. We either run away from God or we run towards him. Okay, I'll give you a little example uh, of this from my own own personal life, and uh, this is just kind of more recently. Some of you know that um, Miss Hazel, my daughter, was um, getting her tonsils removed uh, at the end of last month, basically. Um, and, you know, I, we didn't expect anything really bad to happen, and nothing really bad happened that was too terrible, um, except for the fact that when she was out of surgery, from the anesthesia, she became delirious, right? So the anesthesia caused a little bit of delirium in her, in that so much that she is fighting nurses, she's fighting me, and absolutely nothing is calming her down. Nothing. I tried calling mom. I tried calling grandma. And I don't know how to put it into perspective here, but literally she would push and push and push and push and push super hard and like fight to try and get away, right? She wanted to get away from that situation. And um, as a dad, that's really hard to watch your daughter go through. And, you know, it was really hard for me. It was really super stressful um, at the time for me to watch my baby uh, be so scared of something, you know. And some of you can relate to that. And it's just really hard to see your kiddo do that and to run. Um, And, you know, I had the choice in this moment, too, to either run towards God and ask him for help or not, or, or, or run away. And I didn't do anything. I, I just tried to calm my daughter down the best that I could. I did everything in my power to help her and hold her. Um, and, and even then, like, I mean, she's, she's, you know, four. She's pretty dang strong. And I'm, you know, I'm not like a little guy, but I couldn't really necessarily hold her down because she just was so out of her mind, um, delirious. And it came down to the fact that you know, we thought, well, maybe it was pain medicine that she needed because she was in pain. It didn't end up being that. 
um, we thought, well, should we give her some more calming medicine um, so that she calms down? But then we have to kind of hold her down to be able to do that. So is that the right decision? There was just all of these deci decisions at the time um, that were really hard to make. And eventually we decided as a team with the nurses while she's screaming her ever living head off for the last hour, um, we just need to remove her from the situation. And you know how hospitals have protocols after you have surgery and things like that, you have to have, um, you know, meet these certain criteria. She was really close to the criteria anyways, and so we left a few minutes early, which was good. Um, and unbeknownst to the nurse at the time, but we got her in the wheelchair with the nurse holding onto her in a blanket, and she just started singing um, Frozen, uh, the Northwind song that they had, or it's not, it's All Is Well is what it's called, is the name of the song. And once the nurse was holding onto her in that blanket and started singing that song and knowing that we were leaving that situation, she calmed right down all the way to the car by the grace of God. And, and you know, at that point, I'm just like trying to de-stress and I'm just like, my tears are welling up and stuff like that because I'm trying to, you know, here I am watching my baby go through, through all of this. And so what I needed to do in that moment was as Psalms 55, 22 says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. First Chronicles 16, uh, 10, 12. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his uh, strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. Psalm 62, uh, seven through eight. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge. And if you don't know what a refuge is, it's just a place to come and rest and get away from um, the things that were going on at the time. Like, it, you know, it's a... Mm, I'm trying to think, one story that comes to mind is, you know, murderers and things like that. If they murdered somebody, they could come here and find a little bit of a, a spot to figure out what actually happened and without being murdered right away, you know, killed from, by the other family right away. This was a place to where they kind of figured out what was happening and what was going on. Um, Psalm 64:10. let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright uh, in heart exult. Turn to, uh, Psalms 119, turn to me and be gracious to me as is uh, your ways with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity uh, get dominion over me. These are all verses that come to mind to where we need to run towards him and not away from him. And, and you know, I, here I am, friends. I'm, I'll just be honest. I'm not, it's not easy to do, right? It's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes we, we get... Um, trapped in the day and, and I don't know, we, uh, things happen throughout the day and we don't always remember to do these things. I'm just like you. I am no different than any of you in this room. I, I may be a little younger right now, but that's fine, right? I, you know, like you guys have more experience than I do, and, but we're all still kind of in the same boat, right? We have to learn to run to him and not away from him. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, 
and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person may not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay? This is the second bullet point here. We must, as a church and as Christians and as human beings who say we love Jesus and want to follow Jesus, we must read God's word daily. Okay? And again, I'll just throw that caveat out there again. Hey, I'm not perfect. I don't necessarily read God's word daily, but I do try and seek. Okay? Um, here's what the Bible says about doing this, and I'll show you why it's so important. And these words have been impactful to me. Um, you know, along my journey, D. Duke kind of does this men's group, and he shared this verse, and this one was really impactful to me. Um, and it's Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of scoffers, but his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a man who is planted by streams of water and yields its fruit its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, it prospers. Guess what, guys? It's summer. It's hot out there. I feel like I'm withering. I was outside working at the Lynn County Fair this weekend, um, picking up trash for 18 bucks an hour, right? It was hot, stinking hot, right? It was really, really warm. I was withering away. Um, If I didn't have that water that I was drinking, if I didn't have any of that food, man, I mean, I'm a big dude. I I gotta have that food and water in me to be able to keep going, right? So it's the same thing with God's word. It's absolutely the same thing with God's word. We need to feed ourselves with the word so that we can be sustained. When these trials come, when things happen, we can think about you know, our, our Lord and meditate on it, and all that we will do, we will prosper right? as Christians, as long as we're following him and doing what we're asked to do. Okay? Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your for then he, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I think that should say he. I might have misquoted that. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, God is the one who makes us prosperous. And so I just want to highlight that that we must meditate day and night. If you still don't believe me, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With your whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your words. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you, will all, then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay, and here's several other verses to consider. I mean, just look, there's, there's, that's all Psalms, right? Those are all psalms that you can consider specifically about meditating on God's word, hiding it inside your heart. 
What does it mean to hide it in your heart? Grab that Bible. Highlight. Read those highlights. Memorize them. People in other countries don't necessarily have Bibles, and they'll take books of the Bible and memorize them in, in their entirety. I mean, I, here I am. I, I, I probably couldn't even quote. A few, I probably quote a few of these, but not all of them, you know. And so that's how we hide God's word in our heart is by memorizing. Again, I'm not perfect. It's just a challenge for me to you and even to myself. I think Hunter mentioned this a couple weeks ago or three or four weeks ago that half the time when we're, we're up there preaching, we're preaching to ourselves, right? Because, again, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm just human, and I'm doing my best, and that's, that's what I can do, okay? So on the back side, I think you have a little few things there. Um, you can see kind of some practical steps. Just going to give you some really practical things that you can do here, okay? The first one is an everyday habit. Personally, I feel less stress and can learn more about God by just spending five minutes, okay? All of us can find five minutes to be able to read our word, okay? To read the word of God. Whether that's you get up five minutes early. I mean, you know, we all have cell phones at our disposal. Um, Sometimes I'll take mine in the restroom and read it. You know, I'm not suggesting that's what you do, but, you know, that's a place you could do it, right? It's five minutes. You're in there for a little bit, okay? I know we all surf on the, on, in the bathroom. I, at least I do, okay? I'm not the only one. I'll raise my hand, you know? Anyway, I'll move on from that. But we have, we have five minutes to where you can find time to read God's Word, okay? Find five minutes. Pick a time that's relevant to your, to your life, right? So before bed, do you get up early? Do you stay up late? When is a good time for you to do it? You might have to look through your schedule throughout the day and see, hey, this is maybe where I could fit it in. Uh, maybe sometimes, a lot of times what I do um, is, I, personally, I like to get up early. Um, my wife can attest to this. She's the night owl, and I am the morning person. Um, and same with our kids. Hazel's the morning kid, and Emmett is the night owl. Um, but uh, so I like getting up early in the morning to, to do this but I also sometimes pray in my car or you know I use my phone and I'll put it on there and I'll just press play and listen to it as I'm driving to work right um, use an app if that helps hey we all again have phones there's some Bible apps that you can use um, and if that doesn't work for you you know there's Bibles inside of these pews here and I'll guarantee you Ben would not be mad. Well, maybe he might be a little take bit. But take them all home, right? If you don't have a Bible, take it. Like, we, we need to have that, um, these Bibles, we need to be into them. We need to be reading them. Um, and then here's the other thing. Read the Bible in its entirety every year, okay? And look, you can see, I'm being as honest as I can with y'all. I've never done this until September of this last year. Um, and, and it's impacted me tremendously, man. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I love, I, I love the, the Bible app on my phone. Um, they have some really good visuals. They have some really cool side like notes. They have some really cool things, things that I didn't think through or things that I've forgotten um, when I was in Bible college. Um, you know, and so it's really fun to be able to have those things extra 
um, things that are in there. They have plans for you that you can do it. Again, maybe even in our library, I'm sure there's 365-day um, ways to do it. Or, again, just pick it up and start reading from Genesis. You may not understand it all, and that's okay, right? Part of growing and learning is, is um, figuring those things out, right? Being students of God's Word. That's what we're called to, to do, okay? Um, I'm like, I don't know, I'm almost 300 days in. I think September sometime is when I'll be done. Like, I want to say September 3rd, and I think I started somewhere at September 1st. So I'm really close. Some days I've cheated, and, had, you know, I've had to kind of go back and make up and listen to a few more. But, you know, it's been really impactful for me, and especially in my growth for God. Um, and, you know, I'm 43, so, you know, I, I went to Bible college, but I didn't read my Bible in, in, uh, through its entirety. I know I've read most of it, um, but not all of it. And by this time, in, in September 3rd, which is my day right now, I'm hopefully going to be finished through the entire Bible from front to cover, right? So, I, I, I don't know, that may sound silly, and some of you are like, oh, I've got that done. I've done that twice already this year. And some of you are like, oh, I've only read Genesis, or I've only in the, I don't know, you know whatever, it's fine. But um, it, it, it's good for us to just think about those things, okay? The second thing that we need to do, this is on that front page here, is, uh, it's the last bullet point, is we must seek God and pray, okay? You guys, I think, are really good at that. I, I have on my phone uh, emails daily um, about you praying for people and sick people and hurting people and things that are going on um, inside of this church, right? So I think you guys are pretty good at this, but this is a good reminder for us to, to seek God and pray. We have to seek God. We have to pray because I can't build a relationship with you if I don't talk to you, right? That's probably one of the most important things for me and one thing that personally I'm working on being more proactive about um, is, is, is my prayer life. How do I pray more, right? Um, how do I get to seek God more? How do I talk to him more? How do I listen more, okay? Here's some things, some practical things. Hey, does that look familiar? Everyday habit, right? Make it an everyday habit. Five minutes. How are you going to do that, okay? Um, I also put on there, you know, um, how are you going to build a relationship if you don't talk with a person? Um, my example is from my friend Stephen Anquist. I loved that guy when I was in college. We hung out all the time. We went and got Slurpees. We went and got Tillamook pepperoni. And then we went and sat and played Xbox for a little bit when I was in college. Uh, I probably did that too much. But, hey, I did it. Okay? But we had a really, really good relationship for those four years that I was in school. I, literally, we hung out almost every day, choir tour. You know, we went and did prayer stuff together. We did music together, everything. I went to their family, and I sat with their family and had dinner with them, you know. But last time I talked to the dude was 2006. I mean, there might have been one time to where we communicated with each other, but it was very brief. And, and, and it's not for lack of trying. You know, I've tried to reach out a couple different times, but it just didn't happen, you know, and, and it breaks my heart because I love the dude so much, 
And I'm assuming that it probably breaks his heart too. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. You know, but it's important that we talk to our Savior. It's important that we talk to Jesus and, and just tell him what's going on. You know, don't be afraid to like be upset with what you're going through. Don't be afraid to tell him what you think. He's God. He knows. He knows already. He knows your mind and your thoughts. He's already there. He just wants you to reach out and tell him. Even if, if it's five minutes. Washing dishes. Oh, Jesus, I hate dishes. These are the worst in the world, but I love you. <laughs> you know? Laundry. That's our thing. We hate laundry in our house, and it seems like it never ends with just two kids, right? And two adults. You could do two loads a day, and it's still piles and piles and piles. We're like, really? But that's a good time while you're folding your laundry that you hate to do, but just changing it and getting a different perspective, you know, and, and talking to your Savior. I hate laundry, Lord, but I love you. <laughs> okay? That leads me into this. Pick a time that's relevant to you. Beautiful, right? Before bed, get up early, doing laundry, dishes, all of those things. Okay? And I'm really going to strongly encourage... I know it's kind of small, and I apologize for that, but it says write your prayers down, either on an app, which I have. I've got my Apple phone, and I write in my app all the time. Just notes. Um, personally, I also have some, like, I don't know. They're, I keep thinking moleskins, but they're composite books. Um, uh, composite books, and I, I write what has happened throughout the day. I listen and see how God has answered prayers, Right? Okay, and, and that's important because as I've been reading the Bible throughout the year, God's people forget all the time the things that he has done. All the time they forget. They're like, eh, I, that's how it seems, you know, because that's how the Bible reads. And, you know, I know that's not really how it is. It, there's lots of time in between, but they forgot the, how faithful God has been to them. And so personally for me, seeing how God has been faithful and how he either answers yes or no to certain things. Like my wife and I, we prayed for seven years for Emmett to come. We were told it is impossible for you to have a baby. Impossible. It's not going to happen. You have less than a percent of a chance for Emmett to be born. And, and some of you may remember me from a few years ago. I used to be 415 pounds. I'm down 100 pounds. Um, and so that definitely helped. But I give all the glory to God because it's still, I mean, who, who knows? All I know is that it's, it was up to God to give us little Emmett, and we prayed wholeheartedly and just continued to seek. And once we decided, you know what, God, it's in your hands, he took it and he gave him Amen. to us. And then he gave us our sweet little baby Hazel too. Like, I mean, just we didn't even know. Um, anyway, Emmett being born was huge for us. And then just, these are just, some of these are just tiny things. Like, Money for, 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 uh, for food for a month. Like, we were running low on food in our house, and we didn't have any money. You know, we didn't have anything that we could really use. It was just like a can of beans, which is still food, right? I know, but it's, I guess maybe I should say preferable food because we're in America, right? <laughs> um, no chicken nuggets. Dang it. I can't go to Chick-fil-A this week. Can't get my Starbucks. What the heck? No, but, but seriously, though, you know, God has provided. He gave us, you know, like my mom spent, I don't know, six or seven hundred bucks and just unbeknownst to us. You know, I was thinking, okay, we got ten days left. We can do this. We can figure this out. 
but she sent us a bunch of money and a bunch of food and a huge impact even still today our freezer has got a bunch of stuff from that you know so just little little things and just things that i worry about and i'm sure you worry about um you know needing more firewood last year we opened up our house and um you know we've been going through about three cords of wood that's the only heat source that we've had i had a little bit of money i bought another half cord and we burned through that you know i'm like it's still cold out what the heck isn't it it's like april why is it still cold come on should be getting warm i don't have to heat my house every day i still needed to and you know someone in our church provided for that you know and i just all i did was ask said hey is it possible I'm like yeah absolutely take some take as much as you need it was huge blessing for us i didn't know what was going to happen or how we were going to get it warm in the house i mean we could have gotten cadet heaters but those are super expensive you know and at least in lebanon any electricity is crazy and so that's just um huge so here we go I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and accepted to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God that is good and acceptable and perfect. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek God, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. 1 Timothy 5, 16 through 22. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if you ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. This is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me, and I will answer you. Call to me, friends. I highlighted that on purpose. Call to him, and he will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. You just got to seek him. Call to him. I love that it says call, because you know, you know, it reminds me of my cell phone. I can just pick up, dial the number, and call him. 1-800-JESUS. Hey, man, I'm here. You know? Ephesians 6, 8. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplications for all the saints, which means prayers for all the saints. Okay? And I come back to this. If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with not doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, and that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he received anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Right? Okay, so let's just, I just want to end with prayer, and, you know, this is the, kind of the time to where we come communion, and so um, I'll pray, and then Ben will come up, and we'll do, spend some time um, just realizing how great our God is, and how we need to seek Him and find Him, and I would definitely encourage you um, that as you take the elements today, 
um, to just re be reminded of what he has done for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for never leaving me. Thank you for having your hand on me at all times, even when I don't see it. You are a good God. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without you, and so I just thank you, and I pray today, God, that we would read your word at all times. We would pray and seek you at all times, God. And we would just find some practical way that we can um, be changed and put something into our life today so that we can follow you better and love you better and know you better. In Jesus' name, amen.